Love and Sensibility, episode number eight, Unconditional Love. Hey, hey, everybody. This is Iona Garrett from the Success Talkers radio show. You know, when I want to learn more about relationships, I listen to my friend Ian Floyd on the Love and Sensibility podcast. It's time for Love and Sensibility, the show that takes the mystery out of love, romance, and dating by taking a common sense approach. Join Ian and special guest experts as they give you the tips, tools, and advice you need to help you have the love life you've always wanted. Whether you're married, dating, or single and looking, get ready to take your love life to the next level. Now, here's your host, Ian Floyd. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this edition of Love and Sensibility. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. I am so sorry that I have not been here, but I am back. You know, we talked about... uh, uh, what happened in one of my other, my last episode that I did. And um, really, you know, just to kind of recap what was happening, you know, we, uh, my wife and I, we fostered to adopt children and um, we have been trying to adopt children for the last seven years or so. And um, this year it rained children. Um, let me just tell you, we um, have a 10 uh, <clears throat> month year old that we've had since he was three and a half months. Um, we're fostering, but we're trying to adopt. And um, then we uh, took on two girls who at the time were uh, four and six, who we are, uh, they're, they're actually uh, available for adoption. So we are adopting them and they will be, the adoption is supposed to be final next month. So, and then uh, right after that, um, um, we basically about two months ago, we received a newborn baby, right? Uh, pretty much out of the hospital. Uh, so that kind of changed the dynamics again. So, you know, we had to do a lot of things. I mean, we, we literally, had to go out and buy two new cars so we could fit a family of six. I mean, uh, I mean the next day we got, we got, um, our little one on, uh, Friday and Saturday, we were there at the dealerships from three 30, uh, PM to 10, 10 PM that, that night going shopping for cars and drove home with cars that night. Um, it was crazy. So, um, we it just really changed our life upside down. And because I, I work for myself, I have a little more flexibility to watch him, um, so my wife has, she's a consultant, but she has to go into an office environment pretty much every day. So it, was, it made more sense for me to be the Mr. Mom. So I really had to sacrifice the, the time that I had, you know, it's kind of difficult when a baby's up every two, three hours uh, to really put out a show and be cognizant and, you know, sleep deprivation, all that kind of stuff. So I had to, you know, really uh, kind of sacrifice the show a little bit. And I, I, sorry for that, but I, you know, I'm always going to choose my family first. That's just the way I am. And, um, but it doesn't mean I was going to leave you guys permanently and out in the cold. So um, I am back. And today we are going to talk about unconditional love. And the reason why I want to talk about this subject, because, you know, because that we are adopting and because that this is uh, something I think that is important to a family structure and to a relationship. You know, a lot of times I don't, I don't know if we really think about having unconditional love. You know, this is what really... Uh, really makes a relationship strong and what it really should be based on. Now, what really made me think of this and really talk about this is because yesterday I took my little one, a two-month-year-old, to get his shots. And normally they have the shots in this multi-formula. You know, they have like diphtheria and a bunch of other mixture shots and there's like five in one shot. Well, for whatever reason, they didn't receive the shipment that, gave the, that had the shots in one. So we had to actually have five separate shots and... You know, it's it. You don't really know how much your heart goes out 
to your little one until you're sitting there and you realize they're going to go through it. All I kept thinking about was, here, just give a shot to me. Give a shot to me. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I couldn't like in my mind was like bear the fact that he had to go through the pain of getting five shots, three in one leg, two in the other leg. And it was just like, ah, oh, broke my heart. But he was a trooper. He was a little champ. I mean, I mean, he did cry. Obviously, you know, they poked the needle, boom, real quick. And she was, you know, the nurse was real fast about it. She was like, boom, squeeze, boom, squeeze, boom, squeeze. And then the next leg, boom, squeeze. You know, when I say squeeze, like she's pushing the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the stuff into him, you know, uh, the uh, vaccination into him. So, um, but, you know, he cried, of course, when that needle hit his leg, you know. And, but he was such a trooper because as soon as it was done, he was like, stop crying. He was like, Oh, okay. Pain stop. Where, you know, I see a lot of kids and I've seen kids much older scream bloody murder for a half an hour after they've had a shot. I mean, so I was just, wow. I was, I was so surprised, but still my heart was like, I wish I could have taken it for him, you know? And I didn't realize I was going to be that way until right when it happened. And, um, but I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that, but you know, this is what we call unconditional love, you know, and this is the kind of thing that when you're in a relationship, this is when, when you get into a relationship, you need to go into it with the attitude of unconditional love. This is the reason why we have such a high divorce rate here in the United States. Um, and I'm going to look at some of the, I'm going to start sampling some parts of the world to find out what the divorce rate is, has been in other parts. But, you know, I know from my country, United States, we have, uh, it's around 50%. And uh, someone actually mentioned 75% to me the other day. I don't know if that's correct. Last time I checked, it was around 49 uh, point something. So we'll just say around the 50%. But, you know, regardless, 50% of marriages uh, ending up in divorce, that's that's not good. I mean, what's the point of getting married if you're going to get divorced? You know, you know, it's not. And I think a lot of people get this idea that divorce is is an option. It shouldn't it shouldn't be an option. It shouldn't be something that's that you think about. It shouldn't be something that you default to. It shouldn't be something that you it shouldn't be in, as part of your vocabulary in a marriage. You know, it's something that, you know, you take the vows. And, I, and a lot of people, I don't know if you realize that, you know, you say for good or for worse, you know, for better or for worse. And do you really listen to that part that says for worst? Because, and I'm not telling you guys to stay in an abusive relationship. I'm not saying to put yourself in harm's way. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is that you do everything that is humanly possible to make that relationship work. I mean, it takes two and both of you have to work at it. But what I'm saying is that you don't look for a way out. Don't try to find a way out of your relationship. If your relationship is that you're, you're there and, and well, as soon as he blah, 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 I'm, I'm out of here. You know, that's the wrong attitude to take in getting into a marriage. It's a wrong attitude to take. You need to look at that marriage. If you, if you committed to a marriage and you decide I'm going to marry this person, you need to look at it for better, for worse. Cause I'm going to tell you something. There's no such thing as a perfect relationship. There's no such thing as a perfect marriage. You guys will have arguments. You will get into it. You will have situations depending on, you know, how mature you are as an individual, meaning age wise, how much you've dealt with and how much, and how much, um, you know, flexibility you have in your personality. You know, you, uh, things can escalate. I mean, we've, my wife and I, we've had some, we've had some door slamming fights before we've had some door slamming fights. I'm not, you know, we've been married to for a long time and, um, well, 16 years, we've been together 17. So and people have been married longer than us. And I've said this many times, but you know, I think it's a significant amount of time and, you know, we've had those things. <clears throat> we've had to come back and apologize and we've had to sit down and revamp. And, and hopefully the more, 
the longer you've been with each other, the more you will learn how to have better arguments. And, and when I say better arguments, I really mean better talks and realize that a lot of stuff doesn't matter. Stuff that we argue about when we were younger doesn't matter anymore. You know, we look at certain things, we, you know, because we have this fight and we want to be right about everything. And one of the things I always say is if you're, if you're in a relationship and you're trying to win an argument and you win the argument, then you both lose. And we talk about that. I talked about this before. It's the idea that, you know, you're in a partnership. So if you, if you are trying to, if, if your objective is to win, then you both lose because you need, you know, if you, if she, if um, the other person is feeling bad and feeling trampled, you know, how does that fare for you in a relationship? The idea is, is compromise. The idea is, is trying to get an understanding. The idea is, is, is deciding what's important enough to, to have a strong opinion about. If it's just ego, then you need to stop. If it's just about winning, then you need to stop because you will both lose. There's no place for an ego in an argument. And, and, and you guys, it's really, really important that you get this. Egos are one of the biggest destroyers of relationship because if you're trying so hard just to win, just to win, you know, what, it, what, you know, what does that mean about the other person? You know, if you love that person and, and you're trying to win, which, which means you're trying to, you want them to say that, you know, you win, I lose so that you can feel better. You know, I, don't you want that person, your spouse to feel better? Don't you want them to feel better about, you know, why, you know, why is it that you need to win and make them feel bad. You know, think about this. You know, is that why you got married? So that you could win? Or did you get married because you wanted to have a relationship with the person that you love? You know, so think about that for a second. You know, this is about love and, and, and honoring each other. And if you're trying to win, then where's the honor? And yeah, you might be right about something, but how important is it for you to be right? Now, that, and I'm talking about, you know, the things that people, the majority of things people argue about. And other things, there are significant things. There's like things that you could talk about that like finances that you need to get a handle on. You know, if someone's overspending, that type of thing. Now we're, now we're, talk, we're talking about, you know, things that are significant to the well-being of your, of your relationship, your finances. You know, um, you know, how you guys are handling certain things with, with your children. You know, those are things that you need to have conversations and come to a meeting of the minds. Now, Hopefully, before you got married, you had these conversations. I recommend to anybody that's getting married to get counseling before you get married. Um, find a good counselor if you're in a church. Find a, you know, uh, get someone like your pastor, somebody to counsel. If not, find just find a good counselor that can get you to make sure that you guys have a meeting of the minds. Because you know, when stresses come to a relationship, when a lot of them come for finances, come for children, the whole nine, you need to know where you stand beforehand, not after. You need to know exactly where each of you stand. And it's very, very important um, that you realize where you guys have common ground and uh, where you guys differ, you know, because it will be a major point of contention later on if you do not discuss it now, because stuff happens. It's just life. Stuff happens when you're not with someone. So of course stuff is going to happen when you're with someone because they're going to have their own set of issues. You're going to have your own set of issues and now you're going to have issues together. So you need to be aware of that and how you handle that. You know, one of the things I, I talk about a lot is, you know, how you argue with someone, how you have conversations and think of your, think of your relationship as a white picket fence. I like this analogy a lot. You, it's, your white, it's a white, beautiful white picket fence. And then every time that you have an argument, 
and you say something that you will have to apologize for. You say something out of anger or whatever, and just, just think of it this way. You, every time you say something um, terrible, you put a hole in that fence, and then you turn around and you apologize, and then you patch up that fence. And then what happens you do that uh, over time? You're constantly making holes in the fence and repairing the fence. Holes in the fence and repairing the fence. What happens to the structural integrity of that fence? All right, it, it, it basically becomes very, very weak. It's the same thing when your relationship, your relationship will become very, very weak. If you're the one person, you know, you get angry and you say something out of anger and then you have to go back and apologize for it, you are weakening your relationship. You need to learn how not to say it. If it's something that you have to apologize for later on, it's something that you shouldn't be saying in the first place. And if you, um, if this, if that's a ongoing theme, your relationship is headed for disaster. I'm telling you that right now. There are certain things you never say in a relationship. You know, you don't tell people that you, when you're mad, um, you know, maybe we shouldn't be together or, you know, you know, maybe we should just get divorced. You never say that. If you don't absolutely mean it, you don't ever say it. Because once you put this plant the seed of doubt in a relationship, that's something that you cannot take back. That's something that seeps into like a cancer in your relationship. And it puts doubt in a crack that's hard to repair. And so you don't go there. There are things that you just do not say in a relationship. And that's one of them. You know, you have to be very, very con- conscious about we know how you say and what you say in your relationship. If you want your relationship to last, you cannot act like children in your relationship. You cannot let your emotions take over and then go, well, you know, I was just whatever I was drinking or whatever. I was just upset. You know, that drinking part is a whole different situation subject, but I'm just seeing that for effect. Whatever the reason is that, that made you go there, you need to check yourself. And that's your responsibility as an individual to check yourself and to hold your tongue Know why, understand what makes you what makes that trigger and understand how to resolve that trigger. Is it as bad as, as, as you make it? And if you need to get help, again, counseling is always a good option. You know, go and talk. Make sure you talk it out. But communication is key. But as I wrap this up in a bow, like I was talking about unconditional love, we, you know, this is what unconditional love is all about. It's about knowing that I want the best and I'm not going to run every time there's a problem. I'm not going to try to put the other person down because I want to win. You know, it's, 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 it's about sticking it out, working it out and knowing that I'm here for the long haul. When you decide that you're going to, it's like having, let's say if you go to a job that you want to go to and this is a little different now, but it used to be where you can go to a job and you can work there 20, 30, 40 years and you knew that you had a job and you, you came in with the idea, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to work through it. I'm going to do it. It's the same thing in relationship. You should know that I'm, I'm in for the long haul. That means for good or uh, for worse, better or worse, I'm, I'm going to batten down the hatches. I'm going to really dig down deep and I'm going to make this work. That is the attitude you need to have when you in a love relationship, when you are with someone that you want to be with, that you said that you want to be with for the rest of your life. That is the, that is what you need to do. You know, you, it's, it's all about, um, unconditioned. Don't put conditions on your relationship. If you put conditions on your relationship, you always have one foot in, one foot out. And that means that you're, you will run very easily when, when the going gets tough. You know, a lot of you are scared. You know, I, I know you're probably afraid. Oh, if I do that, you know, what if, what if this happens? You know what? That's life. Things happen. And you can't go around running scared about, about, you know, putting, putting your faith in a relationship. Then why get married? Don't do it. Don't waste someone's time getting married if you are not willing to go full hearted and both feet in. 
And I'm just keeping it real. Do not waste anyone's time. If you're not ready, don't do it. If you can't commit, don't do it. If you can't put both feet in, don't do it. Bottom line is you, when you approach a love relationship, a relationship that you commit to, you need to do it with both feet in and it needs to be unconditional. You know, it's, you know, I don't, I don't hide the fact that I'm a Christian and I have Christian principles. I don't try to push it on other people. It's not my goal. My life is my example. And the idea is that, you know, but I, but I really believe that the Bible has got it right. You know, it talks about that a lot. You know, you need to realize, you know, and it was really interesting. The more that you accept the relationship, the more that you, uh, you fight for the relationship, the better it becomes. It's really funny. It's like anything else. It's like anything probably you've experienced this in other areas of your life, whatever obstacle you've overcome, like whatever, it gets better on the other side. It's like you feel more empowered. You know, it's no different in a relationship. You know, people do that in, in business. They do that in school. You know, they go get their degree and it's hard and they work through it and they spend time and they, they push through it and then they get to the other side. And it's like, wow, you can't believe you've done it, but you pushed through and you persevered. It's no different in your relationship. You push through, you persevere. You know, there, you know, there are always Things that are going to come up in a relationship. There are always going to be obstacles in everything. As long as you live, there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be obstacles with your children. There's going to be obstacles with your job. You know, why give your relationship any less than you would give your children or your job or anything else that you feel is important? Your relationship should be the most important thing, you know, because that's, that's the thing that helps ground you when you're going through it. You know, I, you know, I love the fact that when I'm going through stuff, I can go to my wife. She understands me and vice versa. I love the having that person there, my best friend that has my back when we go up against stuff. I love that. And you build that and that happens over time. And you guys have to realize how important that is in a relationship, having that support system and knowing that that person's got you. And the more that you, you know, are not afraid to give and push through, the stronger your relationship becomes over time, you know, and you, you, you know, communication, understanding, you know, being an ear, being not afraid to discuss how you feel about things and, and trying to come to some conclusion on how to deal with, if you're, you know, don't let things go. If you're feeling hurt by something, have a conversation, but by all means have it when you are calm and you can actually have a regular relationship. Guys out there, women tend to be more emotional. Don't shut down because they're telling you something. And a lot of times, just so you know, guys, women say things and they're not always looking for you to fix them. And guys, we're automatically, we're fixers. We want to fix things. And women are always looking for someone to fix them. They just need an ear to bend. You know, it's more like, I just need to be able to have a, a brain dump about my feelings. Men, we kind of go, oh, feelings, oh, that's too much. Listen, just listen to your wife. Let her talk. Let her say what's on her mind. Nine out of 10 times, it's, it's, what, it's all she needs is just for an ear. Give her your undivided attention and listen. You know, women, guys, sometimes we come in, you know, uh, from work or whatever situation you're in, they don't, they don't want to talk right away. You know, so don't take that personally. A lot of guys, they just need to recoup because if they're at work, they have a hard day, they put on a lot of stuff and in and, and, and their job and they have to perform and do these things. Now they want to come home and they just want to relax. They, the first thing they don't want to hear is you coming in and complaining about things that, that happened with the kids or not done this and that. The first thing you should do is let him detox. Give him a space, let him unwind. Give him, you know, if he wants a beer or whatever, give him a beer, just do something to help him relax. You, that'll go a long way. 
Men a lot of times want to go to their cave just for a minute. It doesn't mean that they don't love you or don't care about you or don't want to hear about what's going on. It means that their house is their haven and they need a moment to recoup and regroup so that they can be more effective at home. Because if they're going, if if you're going from work, dealing with all that stuff and you come home and you're dealing with all that stuff, you know, when, then when is their downtime? When is their downtime? So you have to give them that space you know, to, to, to have a moment so that they can feel comfortable being in their own home instead of bombarding them with all the issues or all the problems that happened that day. So men need that. It's not something that they do uh, purposely. They need it. It's how they deal. Um, so understand that women. And like I said, for men, women need to be able to vent. It doesn't mean that they need you to fix it. They're not looking for a quick fix. And we, you know, we tend to want to do that. So know that most of the time they just want to vent and talk about it. So they have an ear to listen to. Um, and women, men, men like fixing things. So understand that. <laughs> so if they do that, just say, you know what? I tell them, tell them, you know, I understand. I, I really don't need you to fix it. I just need your ear. And, you know, sometimes just saying, stating the obvious, you know, Dial back the emotion a little bit and talk to them and men be aware that women are going to dial up to have, have that emotion and be able and, and be cognizant and say, okay, let me just listen to see what she has to say and, and just kind of go with it. And you'll find that you things go a lot further that way. And you guys will have a lot more uh, bonding moments because she'll feel closer to you than he'll feel closer to you when you allow him to be what he needs to be when he gets home. So I hope that's helpful. So, Guys, if, I, if, if nothing else in this conversation, I just want you to understand that don't go into a relationship unless you are fully committed to be in that relationship. And, I, and what I mean, that I mean a long-term relationship. If you're dating, obviously, this different story. You're trying to find your match. But if you found that, that someone is your match and that you feel like you want to spend the rest of your life with, then you need to treat it as if it will be. You know, and very, very important. Treat your relationship and put both feet in and you will find that your relationship will thrive so much better. You know, it's not about trying to find a reason to get out. It's about finding a reason to stay in. All right, so that's my show for today. Really quick, simple. Don't want to take too much of your time and bombard you, but think about what I said. Think about that. Also, um, go to my website, loveandsensibility.com and uh, download my Relationship Quick Tip Survival Guide. Um, love to do that. Sign up with my newsletter. Need to get you on my uh, on my mailing list so you know what's going on. So certain things that, that I'm able to get you guys and special um, little um, things I give to my uh, people that subscribe only, little special tidbits and things like that. So make sure that you do that. I promise I won't bombard you with a bunch of you know junk mail, junk like that. It's just for... The Love and Sensibility Cop Podcast listeners and people who um, enjoy the show, I definitely want to give you give you a little something back. Um, also, if you have questions, be sure to. I have a little tab up there that says, you know, leave a message for me, uh, leave a message for Ian. You know, put your questions. If you have relationship questions, feel free to do that. I really want to hear your relationship questions. You have specific needs, specific things. Put them up there. Well, I'm going to answer them for you. You know, I got it. I got a pocket full of answers for you. And, um, and if I don't know it, I, you know, I have other people that, that do know it experts as well, but I think I'm fairly good and I think I can, you know, pretty much handle most of the questions that come in, but, um, I don't claim to be, uh, know everything and no one, no one person I believe can know everything, but I definitely would do my best. And, uh, I think that, uh, we can all benefit from the answers and the issues that you're dealing with, questions and the uh, answers that will come from um, the different questions that you guys submit. So again, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the show and um, I will see you next time on The Rebound. Ciao. 
Thanks for listening to the Love and Sensibility Podcast. If you'd like to have your relationship questions answered on our program or simply have a suggestion or comment, please visit us on the web at loveandsensibility.com and press the Leave a Message tab or drop us an email at askian at loveandsensibility.com. That's A-S-K-E-A-N at loveandsensibility.com. Dawn, that's the end.